0: Welcome to the What's That Podcast. My name is Ernie Stone. And I am Thomas Hebert. We'd like to thank you for joining us today. Thanks for joining us. Uh, been about probably a little over a month since we last podcasted. Life has gotten busy. Yes. You're planning a wedding. Yep. I'm trying to finish school. School. <laughs> Pretty soon I'll have that exact same attitude. Yeah. Like... Two weeks from today, I will have that attitude. That's exciting. It is very exciting. Uh, what else has been keeping you busy? Work? How's work going?
1: I hate it, but that's okay. <laughs> that's okay.
0: Being an elder, that Being keeps elder. you somewhat busy. Yeah. Lots going on in the church. So, But yeah, we're it's good to be back. We uh, actually today are not talking about a, any topic that was given to us Correct. from someone. Um, did I send you a Babylon B article? Is that kind of what started all this like a week or two Maybe. ago? I think that I did. Uh, I sent Thomas a, an article from Babylon Bee. For those of you who don't know, it's a satirical Christian uh, website that right. does a lot of satirical articles, poking fun at everybody right i mean just everybody as as much as they poke fun at atheists they poke more fun at the church correct as much as they poke fun at arminians they poke fun at calvinists i mean just all (laughs) sorts of denominations everybody and kind of the common thread is that they're just really funny articles right funny titles funny funny articles so what we decided to do today was just pick out uh, a few of these articles each And discuss them because the reason that they are satirizing, is that the word? Satirizing uh, these things is because there is some truth to it. There's always a little bit of truth. Right. And so they kind of pick that apart and then uh, really over-exaggerate most of the time. Correct. (laughs) Sometimes not much Um, exaggeration. Also, you guys
1: get a chance to see our reading ability. This is true. Which... I will fall very short of
0: this is this is about the most that we can comprehend um, when we read, too.
1: A great article will have a discussion afterwards, but mm-hmm. that does not necessarily mean all of them will right. Um I will give you a fake article because it's funny because we're talking to the preacher <laughs> and a sound guy here.
0: Um, a fake article.
1: It's no, it's a Babylon b article,
0: oh, okay, but like okay, not
1: okay. one of the ones that I was like, Oh, this is going to be fun. This is just kind oh, of Oh, okay. Okay. Right. Um, so, it's from March 18th of this year. Uh, Sound guy vindicated at last as preacher in myths, he forgot to turn his mic on.
0: That has happened a lot. Right. I always... It's either that or the clicker to advance right. the slides.
1: Um, And then I would normally read the article. Right, right, right. I don't need to read this article. No. Um, but it's just a funny thing because...
0: it It does happen you
1: are a preacher this has happened
0: and there is always that moment where as a preacher when you talk into the microphone and nothing happens my gut instinct is to look at the sound guy and be like what'd you do right (laughs) and 90 percent of the time it's going to be me
1: um i will say this (laughs) this last line of this article cracked me up Mm -hmm. um a poll of congregants taken after the service, however, revealed that 92% still blame the sound guy for the hiccup. <laughs> I'm
0: not going to lie. Even if I knew that my mic was off, I'd still blame the sound guy. So. I,
1: especially with me up there.
0: Easier target. Nobody can see him. Everybody's looking right at me. Right. It's like when, when I used to wait tables, the cooks would always tell us, like, if we forgot to put in an order or something like that, just always blame the cooks. Right, the cooks did something wrong, because nobody's seeing them. Right, and they're not getting tipped and all that stuff. So that's what we do with the sound guys. <laughs> Nobody sees them, so we just pretend that they messed up.
1: Um, but that's that's kind of the idea of what's yep. going to happen here. Um, I know you have a couple.
0: Yeah, uh, I've got a few. You've got a few. You've right. got more than a few. You have a baker's but dozen.
1: That's we're not going to read all this. All of does. them.
0: This is going to be our first three-hour podcast. <laughs> In honor of Avengers Endgame being a three hour movie. Right. we'll match that. You
1: can pause this and take pee breaks during this the-
0: is true. <laughs> Do you know oh boy, I'm gonna guess off topic just for 30 seconds. There's an app out there, my brother in law Nate has it. Okay. That tells you in movies if you go to the theater when you should get up and go to the bathroom. That's amazing. It tells you like when kind of the boring parts are and then it tells you what happens during that part. So that you can get up and, and go.
1: That is an ingenious app.
0: It, it's wonderful. I don't know if you have to pay for it or not.
1: Like, I would pay like $2 for that app.
0: By our next podcast, I will try to do some research, talk to my brother in law, but he loves that app. It's great. <laughs> All right, that was 30 seconds. So, do you want to start or do you want me to? You've um, got the 36 articles. I'm only so. going to do three, though. I have the Do three you know which out. three? Yeah. Alright, well why don't you start us off Okay
1: um, Worship leader commits 47 heresies And 30 second prayer <laughs> um, This is from October 18th of 2018 um, Oh man I'm gonna butcher So many names and whatnot During this, but that's fine okay. uh, Braintree, Massachusetts uh, During a brief prayer While leading worship at Tidal Wave Church Sunday morning Local worship leader Ben Hatchback Lancer managed to expose no less than 47 different heresies, according to witnesses. Um, This is a quote. Father God, we just come before your spirit now, and we just thank you, Father God, for dying on the cross for us. Lancer's prayer (laughs) began immediately falling into heresy. Send the Father down in power now, and let your Son fill this place as we glorify the spirit now lord jesus uh, another quote thanks so much daddy that is a major pet peeve of mine when people say the word daddy anyways
0: anytime or just in church
1: anytime
0: so my children calling me daddy we not uh, no, when
1: they refer to god as daddy. Okay, okay okay sorry um, anyways back to
0: the quote thanks so much <laughs> i just knocked over my water bottle um, we just had this conversation about should i put a cap on my water bottle and it proved yes. very useful for me to have kept that <laughs> on. Okay, go ahead.
1: Uh, thanks so much, Daddy, for creating Jesus and send, sending him to earth in spirit so we can learn to fulfill your law, Holy Spirit, oh, he continued. Uh, as his fellow Christians could only peek out one eye and watch in terror, <laughs> Lancer <laughs> plowed forward, totally unaware he was totally botching, never, every, mm, botching nearly every facet of Christian thought repeating a long parade of heresies from throughout church history in brief <laughs> whimsical prayer Lancer managed to stumble into Gnosticism Pelag- pe- Pelagian- Pelagianism thank you. Mm-hmm. Um Arianism Patripassionism and <laughs> like some it. brand new heresy with elements of both modalism and the plot of Stargate SG-1 um <laughs> It was pretty amazing, actually, said Head Pastor Matt Witzel. I was going to stop him, but I wanted to see if he could hit every... Is it apostasy? Apostasy, okay. yep. Apostasy known to man. Witzel also admitted he needed to do a better job of shepherding the worship leader. Yeah, I guess that's my job, isn't it?
0: Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, So there's so many things there's here. There's a lot. Yeah. First of all, nearly all of those heresies have to do with the Doctrine of the Trinity. Correct. Uh, and and how we view the Trinity. And unfortunately, I was thinking while you were reading kind of that prayer. I thought to myself, would average churchgoers catch those? You know, the idea right. of Jesus being created, or uh, you know, send Father send uh, the Father, down, send the the father down, and and you know, all this kind of stuff. And I don't know what the answer to that is. I'm I'm hoping. They would catch them because these are really the biggest heresies uh, of the early church of of the first few uh, generations of the early church. So, uh, the other thing was it just reminded me I oftentimes have to remember who I'm praying to, which person of the Trinity, right? And I have caught myself praying to the Father, addressing the the prayer to the father and in the middle of it talking about your sacrifice right on the cross and and i've i've been able to catch myself in the middle of that and have shifted the language to your sacrifice of sending christ to the cross sure um but it's easy to <laughs> it's easy to trip up on some of that stuff
1: um i would even just take even a step back from the heresy. Um, if there's worship leaders that listen to this podcast, mm-hmm. um, and you are not like, I don't want to say not theologically sound cause you shouldn't be a worship leader. You don't have to pray when you lead worship. <laughs> like if you're not a hundred percent sure what you're going to say is theologically sound right from state, just don't say better it. not to say just it. Don't say it. <laughs> um, and I know there is, there is a little bit of pressure to be the I can do everything right. worship leader. Where if you're just talented in music, like put your heart, your soul into
0: music, and and delegate, right? Delegate. Have delegate, people come delegate, up that delegate. can pray, and um, you know, it it really goes into beyond just prayer. I mean, how easy is it to proof text to to grab right. a text of scripture and say. You know, this seems to go along with the next song that I'm singing, but you haven't actually looked to pay attention to the context of what is actually being said there. You haven't, you know, um, you can end up bringing up something that was meant for Judah being taken into (laughs) captivity, but there's these few little words in it that you're like, hey, that fits really nicely. Right. So there is work to be done. Um, in making sure that everything that's being done from stage is theologically sound. Correct. Um, and is not going to lead people astray. Right. So that's been one of, I know you and I have been having conversations about uh, in our past about some worship songs that have some kind of tedious words in them and right. phrases and stuff. And I think that the burden lies on the worship leader. The burden lies on the the author of these songs and or composer or whatever um to to speak truth clearly we don't have to convolute everything so good stuff i like that one (laughs) all right should i do political or theological
1: whatever you want
0: we're gonna do political first Ooh, and i've just got a couple dropping everything a couple of things i'm gonna read from this one but this is something that i I actually think that they're really on to something here. So the article is from January 16th of this year. Uh, It says, Poll finds most people okay with raising taxes on other people. (laughs) Um, Man, I I love this this article. It says, In a stunning new poll, Americans indicated that they are okay with a 70% marginal tax rate, indicating that since the hefty taxes would apply to other people and not themselves, they are all right with the extremely high taxes. Um, They have a quote in here. I am a very generous person, so I believe everyone else needs to pay their fair share, said Lyle Hartwright of Maine. Everyone that isn't me, I mean. (laughs) And uh, an analyst says, these are stunning results. We always believed Americans were generous, but we never knew how generous. To offer to raise taxes to 70% to 70% or more on other people just goes to show how much compassion people have. <laughs> this, is, this has been one of my, uh, probably just one of those things that really frustrates me about politics, about right. taxation. Uh, a lot of people are okay with higher taxes for people that make a lot of money. right? Um, and my big issue with it is if you look at the rest of the world, all of us make a lot of money. And so, you know, people who say, well, tax everything over $500,000 because shouldn't you be able to live on $500,000? You know what I mean? Right. Um, to them, I would say you can live on $50,000.
1: Absolutely.
0: Should we start taxing everything above $50,000 uh, at, at a higher rate? Uh, but people don't like that idea. <laughs> and so, you know, it, it just goes to show how we have this very us and them type mentality right uh and i hate that when it comes to politics i hate it in anything in life but you see it probably most politically speaking
1: right and i mean it's that way with a lot of things like that it's not my problem it's their problem you know things like it's (laughs) that is a very that's a very true article like
0: Yeah, I I think a lot of people do have that mentality. And so, uh, you know, it it drives me to thinking about living within our means. And, you know, what if the day should come uh, without getting into whether it's a good or bad thing? If we have a democratic socialist in office who says, you know, even middle class and and upper class are going to be taxed at 40 percent, 45 percent, 50 percent. Would we be okay with that? Would we be able to live with that being taken out of our paychecks? Right. And the answer is yes, if we're willing to actually make sacrifices. But a lot of people are unwilling to make sacrifices. They just want other people to make sacrifices. So, I liked it. I thought it was a good (laughs) article. All right, on to your next one.
1: Um, This is a pet peeve of both of ours.
0: Yes. I have so many pet peeves, and I feel like the number is growing exponentially the older I get.
1: Um, This is from February 13th of this year. Okay. Apparently, I like a lot of the newer ones. Right. Or else I didn't get enough time to go through all the older ones. Um, Every single person at church clapping on different beat. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh,
0: man. Warren, Ohio.
1: Multiple sources at Bethlehem Community Church confirmed that every single person at the church was clapping on a different beat throughout the entire worship set Sunday morning. As the first upbeat worship song began, congregants started clapping along cheerily. But the horrified worship band suddenly realized that not a single person could get their claps to match up with one another. I'm not not sure. I'm sorry. I'm not even sure how that's possible," one analyst said. "And <laughs> watching a video of the service with <laughs> hundreds of churchgoers in attendance, you think at least one or two of them would match up. It's a fascinating phenomenon," he added. Sure enough, careful study of uh, footage of the event revealed that through all six worship songs, every single church member seemed to be clapping on an entirely different and entirely random beat. Further study revealed that not a single person was clapping on the correct beat. confirmed at publishing time.
0: Oh, man. That is amazing. Does it say anything about the mom clap?
1: Oh. (laughs) Remind me to tell you a story. Okay.
0: So the mom clap, just just for those of you, there's a very distinct way that kind of middle-aged moms clap at concerts. Not so much in church. I don't... Possibly. Maybe I just am not paying as much attention. But they've got a little bit of a bounce to it. Mm -hmm. Their shoulders and their heads bounce. And they go back and forth from right to left.
1: Well, there's another one where the big backswing. (laughs) It's
0: like they're skiing. Right. Um,
1: (laughs) That's always a good one.
0: Right. But anywho, yes, on this. Now... Here's something interesting We here at New Horizon do not often clap True Along to songs And maybe it's because we have no rhythm
1: Could be um, Yeah
0: Just think of how badly we could throw Evan, our drummer, off If we got the whole church clapping And kind of some on beat, some not on beat It can be detrimental <laughs> I don't know. I have faith in New Horizon. Just think. just
1: thinking about people clapping when I'm on stage. Like, <laughs> I don't have anxiety on anything. <laughs> but I feel like that, that would trigger some anxiety in me.
0: Cut everybody off and be like, stop it. <laughs> Two, three, four. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right back in. <laughs> I like that. That's good stuff. Oh. Man, people can definitely clap off beat. Ooh. And doing it while it's because they're doing it while they're singing, especially. Right. It's hard for some folks to. Absolutely. It's like trying to play the tambourine. Okay. Article number two for me. (laughs) Mall shoppers suddenly realize they're actually at Mega Church. (laughs) So this is April 7th of 2017. Okay. So two years ago. Uh, After shopping for over three hours Sunday afternoon, the Gibson family suddenly realized they were actually on a megachurch campus and not at a local mall they had originally thought, sources confirmed. (laughs) The family came to the realization after they made a wrong turn near a vendor selling t-shirts and hats, leading them into the church's auditorium rather than the fair trade artisan coffee shop they were trying to get to. (laughs) I told you we should have taken a shortcut between the skate shop and the bookstore, one of the Gibson boys reportedly told his mom. It clearly said on the mall map back there, that was the fastest way to get over to the food court. What's this big room for? Mrs. Gibson asked. Maybe they have concerts or something on the weekend. Ooh, or maybe this is where Santa comes to take pictures with the kids. But suddenly the family realized in horror that they were standing on a church campus parking, or a church campus rather than a shopping mall causing them to flee the property driving out of the parking lot to the identical mall across the street. <laughs> so this gets again into a really big question and that question is how much like everything else do we want to be as churches? Right. Uh, and so again they they take like a little nugget of truth there right. are many mega churches that Could probably be confused for other things, (laughs) and they just run with it to where people could get lost in it, thinking it's something else. Um, But I I think this is a pretty big big battle in the church today. Right. Uh, We look at the culture around us, and we say, how do we bring that culture here?
1: And I don't think it starts with, how do we bring that culture here? I think it starts with, how do we bring the people from that culture Mm -hmm. here? Which then makes you bring the culture in right um
0: so where do you fall on this question of you know here at new horizon we have a cafe uh where we do have coffee we um you know the the welcome center we we try to make it comfortable right uh, a comfortable place for people to be um where do we draw that line of we're starting to look too much like the rest of the world and not being distinctive as the church
1: because um, there's probably abuses
0: both way right on I, that spectrum
1: i think it becomes when you're when your main goal is to take care of people as opposed to preach the gospel mm. does that make sense
0: and even attract people. even right right right, right 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 i i would agree 'Cause we do take care of people right. just in possibly a different way than right. a mall would. And <laughs> At least hopefully in a different way. I agree. I, I agree completely. I I think especially as soon as you start seeing that your mentality towards your church's building and um, you know the physical presence of your church, as soon as that starts creeping into your preaching. Right. Or your small groups or your Sunday school classes and, uh, you know, things things start getting reshaped to be more comfort comforting or comfortable. Right. Uh, you've gone too far.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't see anything wrong with the cafe.
0: Right. I don't either. People uh, really enjoy the coffee.
1: Right. Okay. I do wish we had a skate shop, though.
0: I don't even know what is in a skate shop. Is that like skateboards? Stuff Uh, like that? It
1: depends on your skate shop. It could be like rollerblades. It could be uh, the other ones that are like rollerblades that I can't think of. Roller skates. Roller skates, thank you. Um, (laughs) Could be scooters. Could be, like, it could be. Huh.
0: This shows how out of touch I am with that crowd. Because I know they have, like, their shoes that they wear and all that kind of stuff. And I have no idea. Skate shop. We don't need one at New Horizon. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're up. All right. Article so number. Th- is this your third this one? This is my third one. This is going to be. We might get out of here in half an hour. Right. This is a big deal. Um.
1: This is going to be. This is going to be kind of a long one. Well, never mind. It's hysterical. <laughs> um, May twenty third, two thousand sixteen. Oh. So I went back on this one. Okay. <clears throat> Scheduling error causes Paul Washer to preach at Lakewood Church thousands dead so Lakewood Church is where Joel Osteen is
0: that's good that you said that because I had no idea what (laughs) Lakewood
1: Church is Uh, (laughs) so that's just kind of a heads up of what's going there so Houston Texas what seemed to be a harmless mix up in mistakenly scheduling missionary and preacher Paul Washer to speak at Joel Osteen's congregation at Lakewood Church turned into tragedy Sunday as Washer's fiery sermons saw thousands brutally slaughtered where they sat, sources reported. <laughs> from what investigators, sorry, from what investigators would have been able to piece together so far, Lakewood's coach of vision and teaching—that's a
0: title—had
1: uh-huh. um, contacted the agent of deceased actor Paul Walker to schedule a motivational <laughs> speech, not realizing he had passed away. <laughs> Walker's former representative assumed the coach had meant to schedule Paul Washer for the church service and made the arrangement for Washer to del- deliver the word on Sunday. <clears throat> when the fateful day came, Washer began his message with a brief prayer, which caused several audience members some discomfort. As Washer then looked up at the crowd, congregants knew something was amiss, as he as his gaze alone caused the deaths of several families seated in the front row of the stadium by then it was too late as he began reading out of the fifth chapter of second corinthians causing hundreds of <laughs> hundreds of those in attendance to melt into pools of mush <laughs> oh here we go a majority of people <clears throat> a majority of people present didn't even make it through his reading of the word a spokesperson for washer's heart cry missionary society noted monday Some of them apparently tried to escape out the emergency exits, (laughs) but but Washer declared, I don't know why you're leaving. I'm talking about you. (laughs) Causing their instant and complete implosion. (laughs) There was blood everywhere. (laughs) After 12 minutes of Washer's precise and impassioned preaching, the last remaining survivor escaped out a window. Washer reportedly pushed on, expertly expositing six verses in second Corinthians and portions of the old Testament for another 50 minutes to corpses slumped over in the chairs (laughs) and strewn about on the floor in front of him. He then closed in prayer and motioned for the praise band to make their way back up to the stage. But they had unfortunately all been reduced to various piles of ash. Oh my word. The screaming. (laughs) I'll never forget the screaming, a visibly shaking and slightly singed Victoria Osteen told reporters as paramedics continue to comb through the scene, looking mostly in vain for survivors. Has anyone seen Joel? (laughs) According to sources, Washer was not asked back to the 11 a.m. service.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. You know that if he did ever preach and those things did happen, he would just keep on preaching. Oh, yeah. He wouldn't stop. Oh, yeah. You ever wonder how many people do like go to his church or go to, you know, you think of Mark Driscoll back in the day right. and just that passion and yelling and all that kind of stuff. You ever wonder how many people just got up or like, I don't need this. I'm, I'm sure a ton. <laughs> Matt Chandler. He's right. a yeller. Oh, that's pretty funny.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So the idea there is a lot of. Like, mm, Probably there are a lot of mega churches out there. Uh, Not all of them by any stretch of the imagination. I'm I'm guessing not most of them. Uh, But there probably is a very small minority who have never really heard the word um, impactfully preached. Right. In a way that was meant to convict. In a way that, you know, which is a sad state of affairs. (laughs) But I you, like that. If you've
1: never listened to Paul Washer preach, it is very convicting. Yep. Like everything he said says is very very convicting.
0: And he's he's just tied to the word of God. So when when the word of God convicts as it does, <laughs> right. You know, his preaching is going to reflect that and I think that's a very very good thing. Where the word of God encourages, he ought to encourage right. and where it corrects, it ought to, he ought to correct. So I like that. That's good. <laughs> All right, last one. <clears throat> this is from April 7th of 16, so a few years ago. Ooh. After 12 years of quarterly church attendance, parents shocked by daughter's lack of faith. <laughs> <sighs> this one is funny and far too realistic. Absolutely. This is what it says says, from Fullerton, California, local father Trevor Michelson, 48, and his wife Carrie, 45, are reeling after discovering that after 12 years of steadily taking their daughter Janie to church every Sunday, they didn't have a more pressing sporting commitment, (laughs) which was at least once every three months. She no longer demonstrates the strong quarterly commitment to the faith they raised her with now that she is (laughs) college-aged. Trevor was simply stunned at the revelation. I just don't understand it. Almost every single time there was a rained out game or a break between school and club team seasons, we had Janie at church. And it was it was at least once per quarter. And aside from the one tournament in 2011, we never missed an Easter. It was obviously a priority in our family. I just don't get where her spiritual apathy is coming from. <laughs> Uh, I can't tell you how often we prayed the prayer of Jabez on the way to a game, added Janie's mother. You know, the more I think about it, the more this illustrates how the church just keeps failing this generation, lamented Trevor, citing a recently Googled study by Barna or someone. This is the last, I, I like this last sentence. The Michelson's further noted plans to have a chat with the pastor of their church after their younger son, Robert's soccer season calms down a bit. <laughs> so man, I've, I've been thinking a lot about this one. This is, this is something you and I have talked about before we right. talked, we had a podcast on corporate war worship and why it's important right. and, and why it ought to be a priority in our life. And I think that what, that article is getting at is probably what a lot of folks experience. Right. Um, You know, the, the parents don't really have a strong commitment to be a part of the church community. Um, And then they're taken completely off guard when their kids follow in those footsteps. Right. Um, It's not even necessarily that the kids are doing anything worse. It's just that now the you know, that their kids are grown. Um, they're not committed to a church and I, it just, it's been such a reminder for me of, of how important being a part of the local church is. Uh, I was listening to that podcast by Paul David Tripp and he talked about, you know, every person needs to be a part of a family and every family ought to be a part of a church community. Right. Um, and I, I don't think anybody would argue that every person needs to be a part of a family. It's just that we often don't prioritize becoming a part of a church community. Right. So that was kind of a heartbreaking one to read, but it's also quite humorous. Um, and I, I can imagine probably some parents who could have that kind of conversation with a pastor and think that it's on some level the church has failed. Um, but we probably have to look inward somewhat. (laughs) Yeah. It's nice when our kids are young. I mean, ours are from six to not yet born. Right. Uh, how much they love the church, you know, there's going to come a time when they don't love it this much, but we have to bring them out on Tuesdays for homeschool co-op Mm-hmm. Uh, And they just come out and hang out in the nursery with one of our moms here. And, like, that is one of their favorite things of the week. They get to come (laughs) to church. They get to – so it's nice when they're this age. Right. It's not always going to be that way.
1: And it kind of touches on how busy kids are. Yeah. Like, that's – kids' schedules, like, make me so tired. It's not even funny.
0: And you the, the thing that you could that you wish, you could often say in you know, in honest conversation with parents is you know, you've got all these sports, you've got all these extracurricular activities, you've got all these things which are not bad in and of themselves, right. but you want to be able to communicate to the parents, your child's not going to be a master of all of these things, right Someday, Nearly all, if not all, of these things will will fall to the side.
1: Those would be memories.
0: Exactly. Um, you know, your your kid playing on a one a high school football team is likely not going to go pro. <laughs> you know, and so it, it it's just hard. I we're seeing it even with our with our kids. We want them to excel at what they're doing. Right. We want them to work hard at it but we also want them to understand that there's much 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 more important things out there. Absolutely. So I don't know Babylon B.
1: Yeah. A lot of great articles.
0: Really good stuff. I I would actually highly recommend uh you know reading those and um there's some that I I read and I'm like, ah, uh, it's not funny, but I think the vast majority of them are Right. Especially but, if you take the time to actually read the article, <laughs> they're pretty funny. I
1: remember the one you showed me uh, years ago about mm-hmm. the uh, what was it the Note Seven? Oh yeah, I love that on. one.
0: And <laughs> the Thomas and I for a long time always had these battles between Apple and non Apple, and um, and yeah, the article was about the Note Seven exploding and people thinking that he was having like a a spiritual experience (laughs) as you know, it caught on fire in his pants and they thought he was like, you know, being drunk in the Holy spirit and all this kind of stuff. Oh, that is good stuff. All right. Anything else you got for us? Um,
1: just one more article title. Go for it. Prophet Elijah criticized for not being more seeker friendly.
0: (laughs) I liked the one. There was one not too long ago of uh, the Calvinist losing all of his um, his powers of knowing what Scripture says and whatnot when uh, his girlfriend or wife shaved his beard, <laughs> <laughs> and it was great because it literally it just echoes the story of Samson, right? But it talks about like him going into the christian living section at the bookstore (laughs) and he just loses ability to think critically about scripture and everything so anyways good stuff
1: great great entertainment
0: yep absolutely and they're they don't take long to read either so you can look them up on facebook as well that's where i see most of them twitter yep
1: follow them on twitter if you have twitter do people still do twitter i don't i do
0: here's here's my deal a lot of what I was following was political. Oh, right. And when you're just getting so much of that from day to day, boy, it can mess with you. And so uh, I deleted my Twitter and I don't know as much of what's going on in the world. And I kind of <laughs> like it. So
1: I just went through and deleted a bunch of people I followed. So Yeah.
0: yeah. There's some really good stuff on there, Twitter there too. There is. Okay, so uh, if you want to get in touch with us, please uh, join our Facebook group uh, called the What's That Podcast. Uh, you can email us at pod at gmail.com. Uh, obviously, if you know us pretty well, uh, you can shoot us text. We would love to hear what kind of topics you would like for us to talk about.
1: Yeah.
0: And uh, is that all we got? We'll try to... I know I next so. week I've got class, but right. we'll try in the next couple of weeks to, to sit down and record another one and get it out to y'all
1: next week's also my mom's birthday so if you know her wish her a happy birthday that's
0: very exciting right i like that all right you got anything else no well thanks everyone for listening and uh we'll be back pretty soon bye, bye.